0: contains a doe language it is intended for mature audiences Listener discretion is advised you want to learn the first rule
1: you'd know if you ever spent a day in your life you never open
2: your mouth till you know the shot you shine.
0: You're fucking child this is freestyle oh, club man. with your host the Unknown Admin, Raphael Reyes, and CPR, Jose Ortiz. Always do, there are. <laughs> <laughs> What's
3: good, you bastards? It's The Unknown Admin, and you're listening to another edition of Blah Blah. And of course, with me is my partner, the Thanos of freestyle, the man, the myth, the legend cpr jose ortiz
2: and just like
3: that i snap back <laughs> and with us we have a special guest it is the polar opposite of cpr and <laughs> it is the uh most mild-mannered minus 50 on the rudeness scale nick cologne
2: welcome Nick cologne hey what's up guys thanks for having me why don't you give me a little time maybe i could work him over <laughs>
3: Let's see if we can get him to lose a couple of fans after this episode.
2: (laughs) It worked for
3: me. Yeah, so as we know, this is Nick's second time. If he comes on a third time, he gets the free t-shirt.
2: And a cup of soup. The cup of soup. (laughs) A cup of
3: soup. (laughs) So before we get started on our topic of the week, uh, does anyone want to weigh in on what happened this weekend with Frankie Cutlass, DVB, the Santana Twins, Uh, who am I missing? Johnny O and, uh, the lady on the corner that gives us the bochinche because everybody's weighing in. So this is a chance for you guys to weigh in too.
2: Yeah, that's, that's the reason why I have Nick on. It's kind of ironic. We were supposed to record this 24 hours ago and then I started getting messages. I got a message from a legend and they were saying that the war between Frankie colors and CBB is over. And then when I spoke to Nick, Because I forgot to call him about the episode, even though I thought I confirmed with both of you, which I didn't. I don't know what happened. But um, I take responsibility. So
3: unprofessional.
2: Uh, I'm telling you. So Nick, uh, it was Game of Thrones, okay? That's what happened. Game of Thrones happened. Uh, But Nick Cologne um, also stated that the Santana twins were going to go on Facebook Live to discuss the project, A Cry for Love, the version that uh, Frankie Cutlass got uh, credit for. I want to know myself how does Nick feels about the situation. So I want to let he, I want to hear him and then I can give you my my uh take on it. Well, for me it's a bit crazy to me. Like I, in the beginning I had a lot of respect
1: for Frankie um just for his contributions to our music. Um the records that he touched and did throughout the years are some of my favorite records. Like Bethany End of the Game, one of my favorite records. And, you know, to find out that he had something to deal with that. You know, so I, I don't know. I just, I have respect for me that Cynthia um, loved me tonight. So, you know, we fast forward. The guys are, um, are working with him and he wanted to do, a, I believe, a, a record with him or something. And Frankie approaches them about doing the George Lamont project. So, throughout the process, I'm talking with the guys, and they're telling me step by step everything that's going on. Um, you know, that they're going to get a girl to come in and do their backgrounds. And so we're all excited about it. The song comes out, and all of a sudden, their name is not mentioned. And the crazy thing was, as it progressed, it got worse. So, it went from them getting like a. a a a small little mention, you know, like, oh, uh, you know, shout out to the Santana twins to where they weren't mentioned anymore. Then it became, he did it all himself. Then it became no longer George Lamont's record. It was Frankie Cutlass featuring (laughs) George Lamont. And it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, how do you keep doing shit like that? You know, the other thing was they make their video and, um, telling this side of the story and Frankie interjects and uh, I believe before they, their video came up, he put a small video in the thread and he had said that um, he asked George Lamont. George Lamond, uh I think said, you know, he couldn't afford to, you know, pay him for production. He said, you don't have to pay me, just give me uh, some money to pay the background singer, and to give to the guys. The guys were never compensated for their contribution to that record. The, the money went to the background singer and to the guy that he, or who, the people that he hired to play uh, the keys, so the violin part here in the beginning, and some additional keys. It's some guy from overseas that he hired on his own to do that. So he didn't do that either. Someone else did. So. I, I guess his contribution
3: is the idea. Basically his contribution was to get the vocal stems from George Lamont and his permission to redo the the song.
2: I guess. And yeah. I wish that I could say that this is something that is new, but it isn't. Um, everything that um, everyone gives credit uh, to Frankie for um, it's not, uh, you know, truly factual. Um, he doesn't know how to play certain instruments he doesn't know how to produce. Um, he's a person that does an executive producer type production where he tells you what he wants. He points, you know, you give him the, the beat. You, you do these different things. And he is limited to what he could do because he is so used to the old generation of production. And so this is the reason why he's having other people do the work. So I was recently compared to um, Frankie Cutler's and it, it kind of boggled my mind. Uh, because I wouldn't uh, do something uh, where I would um, take credit for something that I didn't do. Uh, especially when, you know, this is the, the 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 world of the World Wide Web and social media where everything gets found out. So I don't know what he was trying to do. But um, the Santana Twins took a long time to come out and and uh, actually say this because, you know, they, the song is dead pretty much. Cry for Love. And and any of the remixes was dead, and the only reason why Frankie brought this back up was because of the challenge that Stevie B made to him. Uh, but you know, lo and behold, it was actually Stevie B versus the Santana twins because they're the ones who did the the work. Uh, but again, he, Frankie Cullis is not the only one taking credit for other people's production, and it's a it's something that is happening right now with with one of the people that. Um, I've been having an issue with and that we've been talking about here before Stevie B and before anybody uh, brought up anything to do with Romeo Entertainment. We here at the at the Freestyle Club were discussing this 20 weeks ago, you know, talking about the quality, talking about the mix down, talking about the platter rock beat. You know, Stevie B was quoting things that we said here on this show. So, you know, it boggles my mind how you know, I, I get I get grouped with, you know, I'm a CBB employee when actually he's regurgitating the things that I've said and the things that have been said on the show. um. But but again, you know, people are taking credit for things that they have not done. And it's been it's something that has been done for for a long time, but has been done recently to many people. Um. So the Santana twins are not the only victims and and. There will be more people coming forward to, you know, let, let these videos roll because they should. They should protect themselves and they should also expose these people as, for the fakes that they are.
3: Well, here's the thing. They have this whole, I guess, Catch-22 loophole thing where they say that it's work for hire. And clearly the Santana twins are not work for hire. You know, the Santana twins don't just uh, shadow produce for anybody. And I think that's what Frankie was trying to get off as is that they were work for hire without him actually saying the words. But I've heard the words myself many a times. Uh, What was it? How many years ago did uh, Jennifer come out with um, that song with um, Keith Kemper's production on it and he didn't get credit for it because the person said, oh, he was just work for hire.
2: Yes, I I actually spoke to Keith uh, because I needed to remember uh, some of the things that have happened in the past with, with other people that have taken him for a ride and taken credit for his production. But yes, um, well, we don't even talk uh, the, the dance version. It was a hashtag work for hire situation. But I could give you examples of reason. Recently, you know, I eliminated any song from Romeo Entertainment and a lot of people were upset uh, because you know I eliminated Robert Barco and, and, and the whole entire roster of Romeo Entertainment. Well, what pe- people don't realize is this. Any good song on Romeo Entertainment that's mixed down well, that, um, you know, it's it's uh, it has a good beat, um, that is produced well, was not done by Tenasi. It was done by Jay Adams. And I have the proof because of the fact that I have the Jay Mazur and I also have the Johnny O record, uh, my one and only. And in the beginning of the song, it says Jay Adams music on both songs. On the release for Jay Mazur, which we discussed this before, that was gone, and and what happened? Uh, Jay Allen's never got credit for that. He did it, so people are trying to say that I'm picking on Tenazi. No, I know exactly what he's doing behind the scenes, and that, and let's not even talk about or start talking about what he did to Sasan, who's from Germany, a, a person that is has degrees in mixing. And if you hear Strings of My Heart by, by uh, Rudy Fausto, you hear the difference in the quality between these two producers. Sasan is the real deal, you know. And instead of us focusing on Sasan, we're giving Tanasi all the glory when he's using other people's beats and passing it as his own.
3: So, Nick, so is this something that you've experienced during your time in freestyle or is it just, just coming to you as something new?
1: No, me personally, I've been lucky enough to not go through anything like that.
3: So I I ask that question because I think the average freestyle fan or at least the Facebook freestyle fans, they don't know any of these behind the scenes things. There's many people that think because they've had a conversation with a legend here and there or they've been in a VIP area and they may smooth with them or they may send them an IM here and there that they think they're in the know and and nothing could be further from the truth because there's a lot of shit that goes on that people really don't know about unless they really deep into it
2: let me just say when there was a, a project recently that Artie rodriguez had a part of that tanasi release and he also attempted to do the same thing to Artie rodriguez so there's a pattern there there's a pattern of this guy who's a dj who attempts to become uh, a producer who was a person solely responsible for syncing ZYX records and that specific deal because you know he alienated some people that actually knew what they were doing so then he could put his people on there and he produced 15 compilations for ZYX that had terrible, terrible production and, and bad freestyle and now here he is back again doing the same thing over and over again with the people that he has on his roster now and then we're supposed to sit here and say, no, that's quality and everyone should be playing it. It's, that doesn't work out that way. You're, you're oversaturating our market with bad music. And so people get upset and they're like, oh, please don't tell me what I like or what's good. Well, I asked the question today, how do, we, how do we show, how do we demonstrate what's good or not? And people can't tell the difference. Oh, it's subjective. It's objective. No, you have ears. You can tell. You can tell for the most part.
3: Well, the thing is, is music is is an art form and it is beauties in the eye of the beholder. And some people are going to like the trash. I, I personally, it's been said many times, I don't care for the Planet Rock beat and New Freestyle. It, it doesn't belong there, but people love it. And there are people that, you know, they're going to support it. So that's that's all well and good. To me, it's fine. It, what's good for us, is may not be good for someone else. And what they love, we we would never play it even in our deathbed. But... The thing for me is, is this whole Sasan thing and Artie Rodriguez and uh, Jay Allums. And those are just the ones we know of. There could be others out there. We don't know the whole story. And I understand that people, when they speak of Tenasi, when, when people speak of Tenassi, they speak of him as a, a great human being, a, a great person. Uh, you got to meet him in person. And I, I, I don't doubt that. He may be a great person, but professionally, that's a different story from what I'm seeing from my seat, from my perspective. I'm, you know, I'm hearing all these things and I've seen it happen in the past. I've seen it happen to Keith Kemper. Now it's happening to Artie Rodriguez. It happened to Sasan and it's happening to Jay Alon. So this is a pattern It's habitual and you know, it it lays out what what this person is doing professionally.
2: If if, a is such a great guy, ask Tanaji why he was escorted out of the concert in Florida. Just uh-huh. ask him that question. What was he carried out of the concert in Florida? Uh, if it, he's it, such a great guy. I mean... just
1: just place.
2: Yeah, the, the benefit. You know, uh, again, you know, everyone wants to talk about how nice this guy is, and, and, but the reason why he's so nice is because he's paying people to produce for these artists that, you know, shouldn't be in any studio. So because he's flipping the money, and he's the money mark, that's why he's a nice guy, but um, nevertheless, there are people out there defending this man, acting like uh, you know he's the next coming of of uh, Albert Cabrera or Tony Moran. Where honestly, he's he's a he's a Hot Productions. He's a you know he's a Tango Records.
0: This, this is the Freestyle Club. 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 Topic of the week. Of Let's of- talk, talk. freestyle.
3: Well, (laughs) you had mentioned earlier that uh, you said, you know, how do we tell the bad freestyle from the good freestyle? And it just reminded me of a a question you had said when someone said something about your countdown. You said, well, name one bad song on my countdown. And the Internet went to crickets right after that because no one replied. I mean, everybody had a lot to say before then. But the minute you asked for one bad song off the countdown, no one could reply.
1: It could it also could be that maybe they just didn't want
2: to hurt anyone's feelings, maybe people didn't say what they thought shouldn't be there. But but again, it it's, it's because they belong. They feel that they belong on the countdown. Because I just had the same situation with the person that I've been having the same situation for almost fifteen years. Same pattern, you know. They have something new that they're going to release. They're pleasant. They're sending you love notes, talking about how great you are. They're on twitter talking about the number one countdown in the entire freestyle world and then uh i don't play their song and then i'm devil cpr you know and i don't know what i'm talking about and my countdown ain't nothing um you know i I beg to differ of course but um that's just my opinion
3: well here's the thing you're nothing when you don't play this song but then you have the same people making a different argument 10 minutes later saying you're the reason that no one gets heard in your area because you won't play them. So it, it can't be both people pick
2: a, a fight and stick with it. I'm the guy that uh, got Aki starred to Billboard.
3: Here's the thing. You're irrelevant. But yet since I started doing this podcast with you, I'm speaking to artists and producers on a weekly basis. People are calling me and, and saying, hey, don't say nothing, but this is what's coming out. Can you hear it? What do you think? Or listen, I heard this and I heard that. And so and that's not because I'm the unknown admin. It's because I'm the unknown admin on the, on the Freestyle Podcast with CPR. It's because of CPR that these people are calling me. And they're calling me to say, hey, what do you think CPR would think of this? And if, how should I approach this with CPR? These are not, Up and coming people. These are established artists, legendary producers, artists that are singing on a weekly basis. These are no these are not nobodies that are calling me to to find out how CPR would feel about a certain subject. And and case they're all listening, you know, I haven't shared anything with CPR. It's still confidential. I'm just making a point that if CPR was nothing, then nobody would worry about him. No one would care what he would think. But they do.
2: I had Jenny Renee. She flew from Florida to debut her song on my show. There's plenty of radio stations in Florida where she could have debuted her song and she chose to do it in mine. And I, I'm honored. I really am. And yes, I boast about my countdown being the number one and the only top ten countdown that matters. It's called marketing. That, that You're supposed to say that you're number one. If you're going to say you're number two, then you don't belong here. You know, You have to say you're number one. And again, I've been doing the podcast since 2009. You know, it, it isn't like I just started doing it. It's 10 years of podcasting on a weekly basis. I'm dedicated to this. And I've been dedicated to this music uh, for, for most of my life. And so, you know, when people say a lot of hurtful things, which, you know, like I, I'm not, I'm not uh, inhuman, you know what I mean? I feel, you know, people saying these awful things about me that I disrespect women. And then I'm I'm this and that. And I'm like, what? You know, like I I talk about music, I talk about people musically. I don't talk about them personally. And if I did, it was 15 years ago. You have to give time for growth. Uh Nick Cologne at one time, many times, when I used to say things about him, he would write for me to be constructive and that I have my opinion and I could have my opinion, but I should be more constructive. And you know, Nick Cologne doesn't have to say those things to me. And at that time, I was pretty ignorant, but he was right. You were right. And so I've curtailed it, but you know what, Nick, no matter how much I curtail it, I haven't attacked anyone on my Facebook page in in a way that is personal. I've only talked about a person musically. And if somebody is stealing, if Frankie Cousins is stealing from the Santana twins, you know, for a fact, the Santana twins and I do not see eye to eye. We had a, we had a big issue, but I don't Condone somebody stealing their music and passing uh, passing it as their own. So I can distinguish those things. I also have to sit at my radio show and think about: Am I going to play this person? Am I going to let my personal feelings for this person not allow me to play them, or am I going to play them? Because if I don't play them, I'm a hater. And then if I do play them, I am a hater anyway. So I'm always fighting these constant battles with myself about doing the right thing for people that don't do the right thing for their audience.
3: Well, here's the thing. When that whole issue came up with you and TST, three of their songs were on your countdown.
2: Yes. And the reason why I did the poll in the first place was because I was promoting AB and I was promoting uh, Alyssa B. It didn't matter because eventually both songs were going to be number one. They were that popular. But I wanted to extend the life of AB. And, And so I understand, you know, I've been rude to the Santana twins many times. And so anything that I say to them would have been would have been an attack. You know what I mean? I understand that, but you know there's nothing that I can be done about that, and there are many details to that situation, things that I've forgotten and that I don't want to really talk about because that's not the main point. I'm talking musically here, and musically, no one should steal from a pro- from producers as talented as the Santana twins. Frankie should have be taking credit for their work tanasi tanasi should have be taking credit for. Jay Adam's work or Artie's work or trying to um, squash Hassan in Germany because he owes Hassan money. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's ridiculous. I was just saying it just shows the person's character.
3: TST never gets involved in any kind of drama. Even with the Jose thing, they've been kind of quiet. I've spoken to Nick about um, trying to repair, you know, uh, built that uh, bridge back up. I've spoken to Ernesto, and they've been nothing more than cordial with me. They invited me to the studio. Of course, I want to go. I mean, look at all the equipment. That's a piece of history. But what's going on now is just people are are just coming out of their face. I mean, mad disrespectful.
2: Yeah. When I saw them, and I saw the video at 3 in the morning this morning, and I reposted it immediately, and I was backing them up immediately because of the fact that it's unfair. I know for a fact that they did all the work. I I know for a fact the mix downs that Frankie Cuz does are not, good mix downs you only need to go to louis damon should have never let you go and and listen to one of the mixes on there it's off so again you know people try to rewrite history and talk about how great they are but you put the equipment in front of them and they can't they can't use it you know but you put a santana twins on a reel to reel or or you put them on a on on an old school uh sampler and they'll play the shit out of that you know you have to respect that kind of um knowledge
3: So, Nick, uh, knowing that you're close to the Santana twins, I would imagine that they must have felt some kind of way for them to actually pick up their phones and do a Facebook live video. I mean, have they spoken to you about it or, you know, have you spoken to them?
1: (laughs) Yeah, we talk all the time and they've been seeing it for a whole year and they, you know, they choose to remain quiet. It's not that serious, whatever, but. I think it was just like the straw that broke the camel's back. He, uh, I think it was um, on the third, he posted, he produced and mixed. It. And again, no mention of them. They were just like, you know what? Enough is enough. We, we need to say something about this. Because, you know, they, it's, you can't let somebody walk all over you. You know, it's one thing to be kind and it's one thing to step aside and try to avoid drama. But you're not pushovers either.
3: Right. And just to remind everybody, this whole situation came about because Stevie B had challenged Frankie to some kind of a production off, right? A song off where the person who produced uh, the best song would win the 20 grand or 100 grand, whatever stacks they were talking about. And instead of coming up with a song or talking about a recent song, Frankie said, I don't have to prove myself. I did a Cry For Love. And right there, he he kind of put his foot in his mouth because he didn't give the Santana Twins their due or anyone else their due in a moment where he was bragging about his own track.
1: I don't even think it says uh, Albert Cabrera.
3: No, he didn't give anyone credit until the Santana Twins said they were going to go live to set the record. And then, so what he did was preemptively went on to try to soften the blow and take mm-hmm. away from their thunder. That, that's basically what it comes down to.
2: Right. And, and you actually had somebody on, on social media, multiple people defending this man, talking about how much of a nice guy he is. And, and I'm just sitting here like you don't understand the damage this person has done. And, you know, the issue between me and Frankie Cullors has to do with Marisol from 15 years ago. You know, from 15 years ago, he wanted Marisol to, to do a song with him. She was not interested. I told him. And he's making it seem like I have to convince her. To To be part of this uh project, you know, which is ironic, because fifteen years later he doesn't remember that he tried to talk to her and and then he tries to do an expose on her on her career to to fuck with Willie Valentine. you know that story is not to be told by him, it's to be told by Marisol and Willie Valentine, not by him, and those are the things that bother me personally, he's come after me in my inbox and making these idle threats at uh, one time he threatened to have legit come here and punch me in my face. And legit told me like me and CPR are boys, you know, and and you know, my my first partner on the radio, Jason Abichuela Sela, um from 103.5, uh, he has a son who um who's disabled. And um the things that he said to that man because he he made a comment on one of his posts was completely uncalled for, you know, and 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 that's just a tidbit, you know, that there's nothing uh, that I'm saying here that uh, it, it's out of school or that it's not right. His son has cystic fibrosis and he said, you, you're going to really try to call me out when you have a fucked up kid. That's that's verbatim. I got the screenshot. Who says that to someone?
3: Well, it's a, here's another situation where another tenacity situation where people, uh, you know, have an experience with an individual and they think that that's who the person they are. You know, the person they meet is the person that, who they really are. And the, what i would like other people to understand everyone that's listening who doesn't understand why frankie has hate is that everyone else has had a different experience i can recall when frankie used to come on freestyle.fm and watchandmissing.com as himself and as two different other individuals same spelling errors he slipped up a couple times and forgot under what name he was posting so he was answering himself to himself fighting you know an imaginary demon trolling individuals for no reason. Anyone who didn't agree with what he was saying or, or someone he hated or didn't like, th- there was these three identities trolling. There's also where, you know, he's sending IMs, and I know because I've seen the screenshots, and where he's saying, oh, F that DJ. That DJ is, is this, that, and the other, you know, put in any expletive you want. Who does that? Who goes behind in IMs to discredit some DJ because just because you don't like him? And-
2: he's out there i aming and uh you know taking um aim at people's wives you know what i mean and that's not cool you know and again screenshots i have them you know and and it's messed up because they they give him an inch and he takes a mile you know what i'm saying and i think this fucked up i think it's fucked up and you know musically and and as a person i, I can't stand both you know and it's sad to say
3: well, here's the thing. If, if the guy did nothing wrong, why is he on, the, on an apology tour apologizing to Lizette? If he did nothing wrong to her, why is he apologizing to her? If he did nothing wrong to Cynthia, why is he apologizing to Cynthia? Why is he apologizing to little Susie? And, and why, why, oh, why did he apologize to Stevie B
2: if he did nothing wrong? Yeah, I'm curious what brought on the apology. I was compared to Frankie. Uh, this week, and I've never been so insulted in my fucking life. I'm not perfect, but I'm not apologizing for anything because everything that I've done, I've done in the open. And whenever I speak to someone, whether it be female or male, I tell them directly, whether it be feedback on their music, whether it be how I feel about certain things that they're doing. If they ask me for my feedback, I give it to them. You know, I've had many artists who were part of, uh, to label, contact me. They understand. They're by my side. And I spoken directly to Johnny O on my show, and we talked about the Planet rock beat, and he agreed with me. He stated that he hates that, and that he's been talking about that since he released Runaway Love. So we talked about it with Johnny O on my show directly, and he agreed with me. Robert Barco came on the show, and in 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 one way, shape, or form, we made him understand that the Planet of rock is not something that he should be doing at this time. So how are we how are we not interacting with people in an appropriate manner? How are, how am I not being direct to people? Uh, Stevie B himself gave me a plug. You know, I it was I didn't ask for it. He just he saw me in the chat and he was like, you know, whatever he said, Jose Ortiz. You know, I'm a rock, and you know, if you smell where the rock is cooking. And, um, you know, that, um, I just come direct and I've always been that way. And what I've had to do is I've had to curtail the way that I speak to people because before I would say, Hey, you suck. You got to stop singing. You can't sing. Now I, <laughs> I really, I really give them a, a, a lengthy response, you know, and I, and I try to give them as much feedback as possible. But how do you give feedback to people that already know everything?
3: You don't. You just go about your business. Uh, you know, not, not everything needs to be responded to. Uh, a lion never concerns himself with the opinions of the sheep. So I, I would say, Jose, just keep doing what you're doing. You got legends going on your show, legends that are going to be going on your show, up and comers that are paying their way to go see you. What do you care what everybody else, you know, what do you care what, what uh, a group of people, who can't get on your show have to say.
2: I'm sitting right here and those same people that are shitting on me, I have an award that was given to me on December tenth, twenty eleven from those same people.
3: I would post it and say thank you very much for the award. I appreciate it.
2: No, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a video of it, and me throwing it in the trash because it means nothing. It was just another marketing ploy to try to get to my show so I can start playing whoever they wanted me to play. You know what I mean? And now because they have five or six individuals together on a show that 14 people watch on Facebook Live. You know what I mean? Now I'm abuser of women who is disrespectful and they're bringing stuff up from 15 years ago. 15 years ago, I booked an artist to come to the Puerto Rican Festival. That artist didn't mention that in that interview. They didn't say, hey, CPR booked me to be on this Puerto Rican Festival with 10,000 people. They didn't say that part. They didn't say how they got there. Or why they were there in the first place. Willie Valentin, Freeze, and I spent $1,000 on a booth. $1,000, which means everybody had to pay $333.33. We made Freeze pay for the additional penny. So we had a $1,000 booth. We were selling real CDs, CPR's Clubhouse compilation, artistic compilation, Freeze's album, all real CDs pressed, okay? Now, here comes said artists, and they're getting ready to perform. And what do they do? Without permission, they just go to one of us and say, hey, I want you to sell these on your booth, right? What do they give us? The topic of the day, or the topic at that time. The topic at that time was, you got to press your CDs for real. Remember, that was my biggest gripe back then, uh, Raphael? Well,
3: I remember because we got compilations with peel-back labels.
2: Right. So this artist didn't even have that. They had... The white sleeves, the white sleeves, or the thin jewel cases with CDRs and then a sticker on top with their face on it. And then they left them on the booth for us to sell. Okay? Or the thousand dollar booth that we paid for. Then they went and performed. Okay, came back and got an attitude because we had not sold any of their CDs. That was a CDR in an envelope. With a sticker on it, and we were selling actual compilations. So, what did they do? They gave an attitude, they gave a negative response, they became very diva-ish, which where the term was coined. Like, how come you didn't sell any of these? And so, me being the ignorant person that I was back then, I said some things to that person that were personal. But that person nine years later, I apologized to that person and we squashed everything. That same person has been burning bridges with different people that we've even gotten word of it and we got screens or whatever, but we've, we've never even bothered to even discuss it in the years that I've been on. I don't care. The, the road that people choose is the road that people choose and wherever they end up at is wherever that they end up at because of the fact that They don't make the correct choices. So, again, the second time around, it had to do with a compilation that was being released. And, you know, they were told they needed to record it again. And then what happened? The same thing. So people talk about that CPR is the same for all this time, but they don't talk about themselves, that they've been showing the same behavior for 15 years and getting the same results. But how is that my fault? And how am I abusing someone by letting them know the truth and, and letting them know that be, they need to curtail the way that they interact with people who are trying to help them? Because we got a lot of bridge burners in this music that know everything already. So if they know everything already, then you don't need us for anything to do with feedback. And I've sent you, uh, Ralph, you know, some screenshots of emails that I received, all cordial, you know, all with love and respect. But when they get the limelight, it just turns into CPR's a jerk, CPR's an asshole. You know, he treated me bad. They, well, they try to work this game.
3: Well, it's that herd mentality, right? Uh, people are gonna rush to the DJ that has the most views, even though he bought them, right? <laughs> so when there's a bashing going on, and they can't beat the individual one on one, so they turn the crowd. They joined the gang because there's safety in numbers. If he attacks one, he doesn't fight one. He's going to fight 20 of them. And, you know, and oddly enough, I, I watched a little bit of that whole CPR bashing thing. I couldn't watch all of it. The exact quote that Andrea Martin was talking about from back in the day. And now, mind you, this is July 31st, 2004. This is the exact quote from that day. Andrea Martin looked like she beat up an orderly at a hospital and took their scrubs. I appreciate the fact that she came all the way from New Jersey, but that's about it. So this is, that's the quote that set this whole thing off. Honestly, 15
2: years later, and this is what you're pitching about. But I did tell her she was a talented artist because stay with me is one of my favorite songs. I've told her that, you know, she's a great vocalist, but she can't be her own doctor. And she has to let other people produce her. Those are the things that I've told her. And I've played, I played her music, I've supported her, but at one time she said, uh, in regards to Cynthia Figueroa, that, um, you know, she should be number one and not her cause she's better than her. So these are the things that I have to deal with from people that I'm supporting They, you know, they're number 10 on the countdown. They see Cynthia, number one, oh, I should be taking her spot. Just be happy that I'm playing you. So then for 10 weeks, when we playing the same song over and over again, and people are used to listening to you, they want to purchase your stuff. It's all about repetition. Um, yeah, I,
1: I've never gotten the whole thing where, where artists are upset about not being number one or top three. It doesn't matter. As long as it's being played, no matter what position it's at, as long as it's played, that's what matters. Because people are hearing it. And hopefully that will lead to sales or booking. You know, it, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't get the obsession with it. I mean, yeah, it's great to- have that and say, yeah, I was number one or I was top three. But to me, it doesn't matter. I could be 10 or one just as long as I'm on.
3: Well, here's the thing, Nick. You've had harsh things said about you in the past. I mean, is no. that something that you still bring up to this day? Or did you just let it go and, and keep doing, you know, go about your business?
2: You have to let it go.
3: Yeah, I you think know, as, a,
2: as an artist or a
3: producer, you have to have thick skin.
2: So yeah. can I ask you a question, Nick? And it's personal, so I, I'll do it right here. You and I have have never seen eye to eye since the time that I that you were stopped from performing, and you came all the way from where you were. And instead of you performing, we'd allow, we allowed we allowed Myrna Leese. You know the you know the reason why we let Myrna Lise perform, right? No, because she's a female and she looks hot. <laughs> it, uh, was, um, it was would- it was it was. It was Hey the Juice Vasquez who made that call, and he he went on social media to say that back in the boards, that it wasn't my call. That all I said was, you know, Myrna Lee's gonna close out the night because they were shutting us down. But from that point on, you know, how did, how did this evolution of us discussing and talking, uh, how did this turn around? Well, first let me make this clear. I never had an issue with you. I was, I was never mad at
1: you. I, I just never felt that way. I, I, to me, I've always felt other people play a big part in how things unfold and when stories get said back and forth. And I've learned just in life, not even in the business, you can't get caught up in that. You have to make decisions for yourself. And that's what I did. I started paying attention to the things you were doing and what you were saying and how you moved. And I started realizing he's not exactly what everyone's saying he is. Because from the beginning, from when I first started, all I heard was negative things about you. I got a phone call <laughs> from someone telling me negative things about you. Um, you know, I, I, back when I first started, um, I think, you know, I, I, we, we were on dial, we were on AOL. And um, so, you know, hearing your show was impossible. I was in Staten Island, New York. So I didn't know you didn't play my music. I didn't know if you did or if you didn't. Mm-hmm someone called me about the show and to tell me that uh, I think uh, you played the record and you took it off and uh, there was a comparison to Pose and then you put the Pose record on and um, you know my feelings were hurt I didn't know who you was but you can't hold on to that stuff you just have to let it go and uh, like I said I just paid attention to who you are and your growth, and I just made the decision for myself
2: well i I appreciate the the fact that you gave me an opportunity to show you what I do and in comparison to pose, um, even though you may have not understood it, I, I was putting you on par with him you know and and for me, to be on par with pose or to be compared with pose is is something that um you know, a, a person like you who's a vocalist strives for, right? And so my message wasn't clear, nor did I do it correctly, but uh, the intention was there for it to be something that uh, looked like a slight, but it was also a promotional tool for you. Because at the time, I realized that um, if you say negative things about someone, they the fans at, at at the time or in right now they tend to get to you and hold on to you and want to protect you from the big bad CPR and 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 for some reason it worked on on some occasions you know because for many many years people were like look at the way he treats Nick Cologne you know and uh again you know but here here I am all these years later and your song was played on my show it was number one and it was uh, the people that listened to the show that that voted it that way and you made me eat my words and what better way to get vindication that to, for you to make me eat my words. I I didn't even look at it like that. But But I do, but I do because again, it was, it was a, it was a diss, you know what I mean? In in your eyes, right? And it, and it hurt you, but it just, for some reason, I I don't know if I set a fire in you, but you came back so vocally strong, undeniable. Thank you, I appreciate you saying that.
1: Yeah, you know, that's, it didn't happen like that for me. You know, it was just, um, I just wanted to get better. And I think, you know, my progression, just working with different people, the music got better. The more we learned, the better our production was, you know, and the the more you sing, the more you learn from other people. And, you know, it just, everything got better. You know, when we start, you know, your, your demos, I don't know anyone who's their first demo, it sounds like, you know, a million dollar production, you know, it's a demo. <laughs> so you know, it was like, you have to crawl first before you can walk and run. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with how things were in the beginning and to where I'm at now. And,
2: you know, I hope to continue and get better. See the humbleness. I can't even get a mad. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Ralph.
3: It's a negative 50 on the rudeness meter, man. I told you.
2: He just packaged that up real nice. I don't know what to do anymore. I'm at a loss for words.
3: (laughs) I don't get this whole, I mean, people get a grip. It's not like CPR ruined your childhood and pick a side, whether he's irrelevant, then why are you still fucking talking about him? Or is he, or he is relevant. And that's why you want to be on his countdown. I mean, cut, you'll get, make a fucking argument already and stick to it.
2: It, but there it's is like, no argument because anytime that you, you talk to them and you, and you show them facts, they get personal.
3: Well, that's because they don't have an argument. The only time people get personal is when they don't have an argument.
1: That makes sense.
3: Honestly, I mean, listen, it, it, to me, it's this whole thing like with Stevie B and Frankie. You have people that are watching Stevie B and going, yeah, go, go Stevie, go, you're the fucking man. And then... Frankie goes on. And then the same fucking people that were just cheering for fucking Stevie 10 minutes ago are now on Frankie's channel. Yeah, Frankie, you're the fucking boss. Go, go.
2: You're hot. Yeah. yeah. It's same it, thing. Same thing for me. The same people that are on my Facebook live video when I'm doing my show are the same people that were, um, you know, listening to people destroy me and, and my character. And they're just sitting there. Yeah, you tell them. And I'm like, what? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Listen, it, it,
2: it, it's I'm like, I'm like, Mom, is that you?
3: <laughs> and, and what it comes down to is it, these silly allegiances that don't make any bit of difference in anybody's pocket
2: well that's the whole thing they were talking shit about me right and then 10 seconds later they're taking bookings I'm like what the fuck they're using me as a marketing employee CPR is bad book me I'm like what the fuck is going on here uh, I don't know uh, Nick you were there for a second or two What, what do you what do you think Um, you know, like I told you, I I made a comment
1: and it was overlooked and, uh, I just didn't understand why he would base or make any type of judgment about having you on the show based on someone else's interaction with you. You know, if freestyle Ricky doesn't like you and has this bad experience, that doesn't mean that's going to be his experience with you. So he's doing a disservice to himself and to his audience by not having you on the show. And I made a comment saying something like that in, in a shorter way. And you know, I guess it was just overlooked, and maybe he didn't see it just with everybody posting and stuff. But you know, for me, I just I don't I don't get it. I think uh, it, I, I don't understand how
2: a grown man uh,
1: bases his opinion on someone based
2: on hearsay. He was trying so hard to say who's, who's, who's worse, Frankie or CPR, just kept on going to that. And then he called me a terrorist.
3: On the outside looking in, it looks like the guy is trying to do something in freestyle. He, I guess he's trying to be a personality. But with that whole conversation, to me, it was more like confirmation bias. He wanted you on, and then when people told him, no, he's bad, he was like, well, everyone tell me how bad he is. Tell me more about how bad he is. Oh, I won't have them. I won't have them. Listen, either you wanted, you wanted them and then you don't want them. That doesn't make sense. And Bernardo, if you're listening, dude, you can't, you can't invite people to your show and then have someone come on a couple of days later and bash your guest that you just had three days ago. It, it, that doesn't work. That doesn't make sense. How are people going to trust you to go on your show when they know that you can flip on a dime on them and have the next guest talk shit about you? freely
0: this is the freestyle club let's talk freestyle freestyle here's what i want to
2: talk about and and i'm going to address bernardo here for a second because he, he got to address me i didn't bring up anybody's name because I, I i was trying to throw shots at them you know whatever freestyle ricky feels about me we have a history you have that catalog you know what the deal is ralph I gave you that information just in case. You know what I mean? But here's the thing with Bernardo. Bernardo had someone on his show that was talking about the history of Clubhouse Dance Music. A person that was never a member of Clubhouse Dance Music, was never on-air personality. They were just a visitor. A visitor that had an agenda of us trying to play us against each other so he can get the artists that he wanted on the radio, which I kiboshed immediately. Okay? So... You know, a few months later, the person becomes my friend and I'm getting this award in Buffalo, New York, uh, December 10th, 2011, for being the radio personality of the year. And then fast forward all these years later, and I ain't shit because of the fact that I don't allow people to come to my radio show to try to take it over so they can influence what is played on the radio. I don't do that. that. I have my own rules and these rules are there for a reason because I don't like people messing with my show. Now, Bernardo, at that time, came to my show in 2011. He was a guest, he was treated with respect, he was told about the history of the record that uh, he did, uh, What Did You Quit On Me, Me Abandonaste, how it became a phenomenon, how Jesus the Juice Vasquez made that song, uh, the most requested song in the history of our show, because I can't take that away from Bernardo that song meant that much to people okay so i had the guy on my show and i had a great interaction with him he thanked me he, we were cool but then what did bernardo do he went into the studio and started making bad music so i gave him the feedback never spoke to bernardo again the same person that was managing him was making fun of the songs that he was you know he was making that were really terrible and we talked about it but for some reason, I end up being the bad guy. So fast forward, there's a, the same person is trying to talk about the history of my show, our show that's been on for 30 years, when they weren't even part of it. They they left out the most important people, Jesus de Juz Vasquez, Luis de Legend Rodriguez, Sonny Marini. They left all those people out. They were talking about someone else beginning the sentence. Fast forward to another guest who was saying that they needed to have the Planet Rock beat on all the songs for Freestyle to come back again. Oh, my which God. The most, which is the most irresponsible statement you could ever make.
3: Nick, Nick, what? when is the Santana Twins coming out with the next Planet Rock beat song? Um, Probably that
1: record I told you about that I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> come on. It's, no, it's really, it's
3: not Planet Rock. Well, you're scaring me. Now you got me nervous over here, dude.
1: It has that feel of it.
2: But I I think you guys would like it. So again, you know, to to go on a radio show or a Facebook live show and not study, not do homework and interview people like the Coriola guy who has used Bernardo's name to scam people out of money using Bernardo's name, you know, selling 12 inches of Why Did You Quit On Me allegedly autographed you know, And selling, to, selling them to people for $200 a pop, and then they never sent that out because they never had that. That was when they had the Bernardo craze, where everybody wanted a 12-inch record for Bernardo. So he had, to, he had Billy Creone on his show, the same guy that scammed people out of money using Bernardo's name, but he didn't know about it. So when I made that statement, that's when he made the post. I want to interview Stevie B. I want to interview CPR. My response to him was, you just dissed me. Why would I want to go on your show? You just dissed me. Because that's what he did. He said something negative about me on his show. So I was like, you just finished dissing me and then invited me to your show. And I, and so I inboxed him and I said, I'm ready to have a conversation with you. And I'm ready to, to go on whenever you like. You can either come to our show or I can go to yours. And I left it at that. Not that I needed to go on, not that I wanted to go on, but I wanted to set the record straight and I wanted to show him how much information I have and how educated I am when it comes to freestyle music because I've been doing this shit since I was 17 years old. It's irresponsible for someone to have people on and not, not even know a little bit about them and let them spew a lot of misinformation. That's why I said that his, his show is the worst show I've ever seen.
3: We just did this podcast on the spur of the moment. But yet I took the time to dig through the forums to get this exact quote. Because we do our research, we do our homework before we open our mouths. And that takes me to my favorite Bernardo moment is when he had Pika on and they were talking about how the new school can fill arenas. The new school can make money for these promoters, which I disagree, but that's another subject and they proceeded to say, we need to have a one-hit-wonder concert. And the headliner for this concert was Class singing Find Another Puppet. Now, I don't know how that's going to work if the guy's been gone from this earth for decades. Oh I, I, I just don't understand how that's going to work. And neither Pico or, or Bernardo corrected themselves. No one in their chat corrected them. So to me, that was the end of the Bernardo show. I couldn't watch it anymore because how do you take someone seriously who's going to talk about what promoters should be doing for the new school when you don't even know who the players are? You, are, you got two artists, one's an artist slash producer, and we're talking about no hit wonders having a concert with the headliner of someone who's six feet under.
2: For over twenty years,
3: yeah. So uh, how 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 do you do that? How do, can you take someone serious? How do you expect the the promoters to take you serious?
2: Yeah, and and then you know this whole thing with Stevie B. Again, everything that Stevie said, I, I we said verbatim here on the Freestyle Club months before. Stevie B was quoting me, and when he went up there and he said, "There's bad freestyle coming from Germany." Canada, and Brazil, we already knew who he was talking about. And we came here on the show, we told you exactly who he was talking about. And then on the second, third, fourth, fifth video, he he came out and he said the person's name. But that's because, one, they were fucking with his money. Two, they're putting out a lot of fucking trash. I'm sorry that I have to say it that way.
3: So let me ask but Nick Colon real quick. What, what does he think of the compilation?
2: I thought it was a disservice to...
1: Some really great artists that were on there. Um, You know, Debbie Cole. Oh, my God. Legend. Like, I'm I'm a a big fan of background vocalists. Debbie Cole, I love this woman. And when I heard this, I was like, oh, my God, why did this happen? And I don't blame her. I blame the engineer, the producer. Whoever did that allowed that to come out instead of correcting it. I am not
2: a ventriloquist. Shut up. That's exactly so if you go back, if you go back one episode to the last blah blah, exactly what you just said is exactly what I said back then. Because I love Debbie Cole. Once you love affair by Willie Valentin. Debbie Cole on the background. How can you fuck that up?
1: Yeah, I, I don't get it.
2: Yeah, she's not the
1: only one that was on there, you know. There, I mean, there were so many great, talented vocalists on that uh, scene, on that compilation. It was just so repetitive, planet rock after planet rock, and bad writing and, and bad, uh, you know, pitchy, off key stuff going on. Just
2: and not a good look, not a, not a good representation of our music. And and they were like, "How dare you, CPR? How dare you ban?" Romeo Entertainment. It doesn't matter if I banned them or not because I wasn't playing them anyways. Well,
3: that's the part that I found the most uh, uh, ridiculous, right? Is that they're going to get upset because who are you to ban? But it, it's easy to ban somebody when you're not playing them. They <laughs> I mean, fucking go. Wait, wait, wait what, why weren't they requesting the songs and asking how come CPR is not playing these songs? No I one got, was saying got- that 24 hours ago.
2: Not one request for any of the songs on there, okay? The only song that I attempted to push was Louis Marte, For All My Life, which is the only song on the entire compilation that is good.
3: 24 hours ago, none of these people were saying, gee, why isn't CPR playing any of these songs on his show? But now they're going to get upset because you banned them. I don't... Dude, I just can't. I can't with these people. I can't. Sorry, guys. And it's like,
2: oh, they're going to have a part two. Why? Because Adelise is on it. Adelise has had my blessing to do projects with whoever she wanted to. And if this is where she landed with Tanasi, then so be it. This is who she chose to do her song with. But I can bet you this. If it's done properly, it was done by Edwin Ramos, not Tanasi. So make sure you look at the credits. On who produced it, okay? Because they were in Edwin Ramos's studio. Okay, they were not a Tanasi studio, they were not in Germany, they were in Edwin Ramos's studio. So if the song is great, it's because of Edwin Ramos, not because of Tanasi. So if he tries to take credit for this one, then you understand why I feel the way that I feel.
3: Well, here's the thing. This is where I differ with all due respect to, to Nick Cologne. He said that, you know, he doesn't blame the artist. He blames the, the producer or the engineer or, or whatnot. To me, part of the blame, a big part of the blame has to go to the artist because the artist is giving their okay for the project. They're the ones that are choosing the producer. Like in the perfect case of Adelise, you cannot tell me that she couldn't work with anyone else in the industry. I think that if, if she would have gone to Willie Valentin, Willie Valentin would have made it happen. If she would have gone to Ever Ramos straight up, he would have made it happen. If she would have gone to the Santana Twins, they could have made it happen for her. If she would have gone to Carlos Barrios, Carlos Barrios, I think, without speaking for the man, I think he would have entertained the idea. He would have tried to move things around in his schedule to try to get her on board. There's so many that she could have chosen, but look who she chose to go to. So to me, it starts with the artist.
2: I always wanted the best for Adelise. Uh, I was her manager. Uh, she was on my company, CPR's Clubhouse, Freestyle Madness. She wrote the entire first album for the most part. She's talented. She's she's one of the most talented female artists to ever come out of New England. She's number two behind Marisol. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, we, we, we will tell that story. Whenever she decides to come on the show. Because she's been invited many times. So whenever she wants to tell her story. I will let her tell her story with me here. So we can reminisce and talk. But you know. Because she chose Tanasi. I, I don't have any control over that. That's who she feels gave her the better deal. So we're going to see. How the song comes out. But I know for a fact that she was at Edwin's studio. That's Edward Ray was the studio. Doing the song. So if the song comes out good. It was Edward who did it. Not Tanasi. But what if it comes out bad? (laughs) It was Edwin that did it, not Tanasi. The song is gonna come out good.
1: That's one thing. Edwin is known for. He does amazing stuff with vocals. You record with him, you're going to sound great. So yeah, I'm I'm sure it came out good.
2: And she's extremely good. She's a great writer. She has a great voice. Her voice is unique. She paints pictures in your head. And so, again, and we have a big history, but that, that's nobody's fucking business, right? And if we want to talk about music, she wrote the entire CPR's Clubhouse Freestyle Bandits compilation. All the female voices on there for the most part, she wrote all those songs. I mean, she deserves all the credit in the world. Uh, but again, you know, so am I, is that the, the punt that people are trying to put in? Uh, what, what, what is volume two going to have? Uh, for for Tanasi's label who cares it's from Germany and he sucks (laughs) so if you wanna so let's talk about a real producer from Germany how about how about Sasan He, he introduced you to Jennifer Zapata right Jennifer Zapata beautiful vocalist the song mixed down well nobody's talking about that Sasan did Rudy Fausto right Strings of My Heart that was the last song that he produced right how come people are not talking about that song? Why are people not requesting that song? Why are people not uh, talking about how perfect that song is? That is a perfect freestyle song. That is an A plus. Mixed out, perfect. Words, perfect. Art is perfect. Nobody talking about that. They wanna stick up for a guy who bankrupted ZYX and put out Apollo and bad remakes with Rock beats, but they don't wanna stick up for Sasan
3: you gotta, the way I see it, it's the same group of people that are, are, are yeah, people are up in arms over the whole banning of, of Romeo Entertainment and Tanasi. But you gotta also take into account, these are the same people that were cheering and, and supporting and uplifting the 50 Shades of Burial compilation.
2: Yes, I remember that.
3: Right. So what was that? That was 15 tracks with the Carlos Burials beat. And what, and what was one of the artist's comments? Well, at least the words are different in every song. (laughs) That was the retort. That was the comeback. That was the big clapback. That at least the words are different in every song. So that's what you're
2: dealing with. I can't. I can't deal with it. And not only can I not deal with it, but I'm not going to stand for it. I have a radio show that plays quality. Do songs sneak in? Yes. And here's the reason why they sneak in. Because the fans, the the fans that love this music so much, they go to bat for a lot of these songs, right? They, They are in my inbox, they're on YouTube, putting comments, they're calling the radio station, they're in my Facebook Live, and they're talking about, why aren't you not playing this? You should be playing this. Oh, you're not giving this an opportunity. So when you give it an opportunity, the same people that were talking about giving the song an opportunity, they don't support the song. They just let the song sit there and die. So here we are uh, almost what 11 weeks later people are still requesting shy with all my heart you know people are requesting aki star people are requesting iky you know all these weeks later people people have brought back to the countdown sammy zone running redux okay they brought that song back to life because it's now on 418 uh freestyle so again Please tell me what song on my countdown doesn't belong on there. I'm, I'm going to wait. You know, put it in the comments somewhere. You know, because somebody made a comment about, oh, you stand behind your top 10 countdown, which is the stupidest fucking question I've ever heard in my life. I've been doing it. I've been doing it for, for, for 20 years. But do you stand behind your countdown? I stood behind my countdown when you were on it. When I said that you were the best song on the Tenacity compilation, that was okay then. When you were writing me love notes saying, you know, your, the album that I just put out was inspired by one of our conversations. So, you know, why are you a hypocrite? I'm not, I don't want to be a hypocrite. You know, I, I, I try to be as genuine as I can. But people want you to cover the sun with one hand for them to move the goalpost. Everybody wants that goalpost moved. I can't do that. Alex and Latin Nation wrote to us in regards to me banning Romeo Entertainment. And I'm like, it had to be done. Somebody has to take a stand for quality. Why are you worried about it? You know, you're going to ban everyone from Romeo Entertainment. You're not Romeo Entertainment, Alex and Latin Nation. You're Alex and Latin Nation who put a song on their compilation, which wasn't good. So put out your own shit. You have nothing to worry about. You have a vinyl coming out. Your vinyl sounds amazing. I got a test press. I played it. Quality is perfect. You work with Artie Rodriguez. Artie Rodriguez got the best out of you. Perfect. You worry about that, all right? Don't worry about what some guy in Germany is doing to fuck up our music. Maybe he was concerned because he has another song coming out on the next compilation. I'm sure that he does because everyone's taking this opportunity to expand their name to that area. I can't blame them, but I can tell you, I'm not going to support it. Sorry.
3: They don't need your support to expand it in that area. Let them work that area on their own right so uh, Alex you should be concentrating on your vinyl that's coming out you should be pushing that getting the pre-orders hype up again that's what your focus needs to be do you got this yourself on this compilation well let it make its own noise overseas you don't need to make the noise on this side and I understand that Alex is a good guy he's gonna you know anything he's part of he's gonna push because he expects everyone to push for him when he's on uh, when they're on his compilation all right, so before we close this out, I want to ask a question of everyone, and we're going to start with our guest, Nick. What do you think about the freestyle drama, good or bad?
1: It's kind of crazy coming to me, but I think good only because everyone all of a sudden is just either it's getting people to come together to put a stop to it, or everyone's talking about it. It seems like everybody kind of woke up all of a sudden. You know, I think Stephen B had a plan, and it felt very uh what's the word I'm looking for? Um
2: it feels so good.
1: <laughs> it, it just felt very planned out. And I, I think there was a point where it almost like marketing or or that was very strategic, I think. I'm sure he has something coming out soon or there's something. But you know, I, I can see positives coming from it because there's the conversation going on that CPR started about getting uh you know, all the DJs and the time slots and whatnot, you know, and some people are speaking negative from jump, but listen, all you need is just some people to just try it, try it. And it just comes down to what if, what if it works, you know? So there's good things that can come out of the negative shit that's going on. Jose, I'm going to let you go
3: first. I'm going to tell you the correct answer is good. And I'll tell you why it's good. Because, like Nick stated, people are talking. We got George Lamont to come out and make a video and talk about it. We got Johnny O coming out making a video. We got Frankie that came out and, for the first time in quite a while since I can remember, he was talking about new school artists. Frankie Cutler shouted out Robert Barco and a couple other the new school artists. And, and this was a video way going uh, way back it's not it's not recent it's about two weeks old so i mean that's a long time in freestyle right and that would never came about without this drama we we got frankie apologizing to lizette cynthia a little Susie, and whoever else might have been offended by his behavior that would not never came about maybe if if, if this didn't start you got stevie b who introduces to dj Slicer. i didn't know he had a dj i'm gonna be honest I don't know who DJ Slice was. I got introduced to a new DJ. We got introduced to a new Stevie B track. My personal opinion, I loved it. You got people talking about it. DJs are wanting to play it. So he created a hype. I mean, I think it was a whole marketing shit from the beginning, but that's a different story. To me, it, it was good. To me, it was a good thing. And now you got Frankie talking about a label that he wants to create. Whether that comes uh, to fruition remains to be seen but at least there's talks about it there's people talking about freestyle again this is what it needed guys get over it stop ripping your hair out stop taking sides enjoy it for what it is it's freestyle noise we're talking about freestyle again stop crying
2: i want to preface this by saying that cpr's clubhouse freestyle countdown madness is coming out in june now there's compilation (laughs) that i'm putting together this compilation that I'm putting together. This compilation that I'm putting together was put together before all this drama bullshit started happening. This is not. This is not something that I just came up with. As a matter of fact, uh, Michael Losell, um, a person that has been a supporter of our show, um, he's the one that actually gave me the idea for this compilation because he said, "Why don't you take different songs and put them together?" Uh, he was talking about my my quote unquote uh, first three albums that I put out, the Elite. New England Freestyle Classics and, and Freestyle Madness. And then I started working on this compilation. So, on this compilation, uh, people just started giving me their songs. The first people to give me their songs was TKA. They gave me the extended version of True Love to put on this compilation. Shy gave me a song, and we're going to have the ultimate edition on it featuring George Anthony, JD, Anita Marie, and Ty Bless. Jenny Renee gave me her song to put on this compilation. Songs aren't even out yet, already on my compilation. Um, Jasmine Dennis, a guest of the Freestyle Club, gave me her song. Aki Star, Mr. Billboard himself, gave me the song to put on my compilation. Okay. Alyssa B, Legendary, my favorite song of 2018, gonna be on this compilation. Gabriella, featuring Tyene and Ty Bless, gonna be on this compilation. We got a brand new remix. Lily Rose magical on this compilation produced just for the compilation is Lily Rose's magical with her mother's beats in the background produced by Willie Valentin. Jerry Sarin is going to be on my compilation. Philip Anthony, Jennifer Jimenez, Nathan Cruz. We're going to be doing the updated version of DJ Porky's I Thank You. We may have more on this compilation. I'm running down this list because everything that is being said about me on social media has been that you know I'm following in the footsteps of Stevie B when again I've been saying this for years before Stevie before Frankie this is the reason why I'm so hated I am trusted by these people who are on artistic six cents Four Eighteen, Lenny letty ruckus is, is label my label TKA I mean they're trusting me with with their music to put on a compilation okay ap3 from From Canada, who are signed to Sony, and they're on Billboard in Canada, are giving me their track for, for my compilation. I already have 14 tracks already ready to go for this compilation, and so again, if I'm the bad person people say that I am, would these people trust me to give me their music? Because I, I didn't beg, I just asked, and they said yes. They volunteered. When they saw the announcement, I got people volunteering tracks to put on the compilation. They believe in the type of work that I do. I even attempted to salvage the Adelise track. I try to get Nick Cologne and uh, Santana Twins to let me have the track so I could put it out. 21 years later since we did our first track together. So again, there's a trust there. There are people that are coming from out of state, from Florida to come on my show. There are people boasting about my show. There's 44,000 plus people that have sampled my show. Am I the bad guy as I'm being compared to someone like Frankie Cutlass, who is ruthless and who doesn't respect anything and who was just put in his place and made humble? I've had people attack me for years about who I am and what I am, and in the end, the truth always comes out to the point where I am vindicated. I myself have sent information to people like Raphael and my general manager at the radio station so they can see that this is all people that are mad because I don't feature them on a weekly basis. So to answer your question about the drama, it's good. And it's really good. But for me, it's just a normal business day because this has been happening forever. Ever since I got on the radio when I was 17, it's been the same thing year after year. There's always some kind of war going around. But now, Stevie B, the king, The person you made the king. He didn't give himself that title. You want to crown people. You want to fight about it online. Johnny O, George Lamont, Stevie B. How many times have we heard this shit for years? Now that they're actually accepting the crowning, now people are getting upset. Oh, you ain't shit. You ain't my king. You gave him that. So now that he's putting you in your place, don't get mad. Don't get upset. It's just ridiculous.
3: Uh, Nick Colon yeah who's the real king of freestyle i can't
2: say
3: that i just i was just teasing man just teasing but uh you know i did find something interesting that johnny o said uh i didn't get to see all of it i just just happened to tune in when he said uh who closes and who opens for who and if it's elton john uh bruce springsteen and uh, billy joe who opens and who closes and to me uh that's like saying who opens uh leprechaun the true fairy and uh, santa claus because that type of concert does not exist on a daily that's not a normal tour when those three big names get together it's a special event so to compare that situation to a johnny o stevie b and george Lamont, those are the three biggest in our in our genre
2: you know who closes if you have a show with tka george Lamont, and stevie b the person who closes is Lisa Lisa.
3: <laughs> that, that's a different story. But when you got the three big ones, does it really matter to the fan? I mean, yes. it
2: should. Yes, it you matters to them. Not that you think it does. No, it matters to them. What it, it's, like, it's like you're part of a championship uh, football or basketball team. I love the Celtics or I hate basketball. Sorry. You know, I. Whatever I, I love uh, baseball. I'm your Red Sox. I'm Yankees, and and so the Yankees is Stevie B. The Red Sox is is Johnny O. And it's always that clashing, right? And it's always like he's the king of freestyle. He's the king of freestyle. You know who wins in that situation? Not the fan. Stevie B and Johnny O. They get to cash that check every time that you 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 bring up that stupid question of who's the king or who's the queen. You know they're the ones that are benefiting because they're the ones going to the to the to the check cashing place to cash a check on your beliefs we don't win anything we just win we just win the fact that we get to spend 50 dollars on a ticket to go see them
3: that's true so before we go nick cologne what's going on with you buddy when is this new track coming out we keep hearing that there's a track there's a track it's coming it's like before you see a part of it we're not sure if it's real What's going on, man?
1: Um, well, it's almost done. They just have to, uh, I think, um, do some stuff with the vocals. And um, that's it. I think Pose is coming down next weekend to record his part of the duet. I believe what's slated is Sean Davis is going to drop first. So probably some, sometime this month, I think. Next, I believe, is Myrna Lee, And then my single comes out, Foolish Me. You're
3: third on the list, bro. I need to call. I need to call Nesto. I gotta go, guys. I'm gotta call Nestor right now.
2: With that, we're gonna close this week's edition of Blah Blah, part of the Freestyle Club. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. More information coming on that, uh, very very soon. Uh, Nick Colon, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. I appreciate you being here.
1: It
2: was a pleasure, thanks for having me. For Nick Colon, I'm CPR Jose Ortiz. He's the unknown admin. And please remember.
0: Peace love and freestyle. Subscribe to the Freestyle Club. Freestyle, freestyle. freestyle. On Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Google Play, iHeartRadio, TuneIn and Stitcher. Visit the The Freestyle Club. The Freestyle Club. Let's talk freestyle.